Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creative problem solvers and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. This week, I'm here with the Daniel King, realtor, podcaster, mogul, (laughs) all the things. Daniel, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, people? It's an amazing introduction. I appreciate it, man. I'm humbled. Daniel, I, I love the fact that, you know, we have some history. We know each other. Um, we've been able to, uh, uh, I guess, see each other grow. You know, I, I don't know what the age gap is, but there's a, <laughs> there's a little age gap. But now when you get older, those age gaps don't mean anything. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to have you here on the show. I love how far you've come. You've gone a long way in terms of um, helping people discover a lot about real estate, discover about maybe different things about finances as young people. Um, you have your own show. You know, I want people to maybe know a little bit more about you. Why don't you let people know exactly where, you know, your, your background is and the type of stuff that you do. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate it. I'm not sure the game age gap either. I was born in 93. I don't know about yourself, <laughs> but you know. Um, 86, 86. 86. Okay. So my name is Daniel King. I'm also known as King Sold on Instagram. Um, 27 years old. Um, I've always been in a sales background. Um, so I sell real estate now, but it wasn't always real estate. I started with selling cars. Uh, my dad had a, a car dealership growing up. So um, I was always hustling, you know, from from a young childhood. You know, my mom's a single mom. I'm the oldest. You know, so if I wanted that pair of Jordans, you know, I couldn't necessarily ask her for it, you know, so I had to hustle. So whether it be um, selling sneakers, you know, in high school, I used to import in Jordans and fitted caps. I forgot about that. Yeah, I used to sell. Yeah, I used to have King's Kicks was one of my businesses. I used to sell that. Um, anything I can get my hands on, cell phones, electronics. Um, I would buy and sell whatever was in demand at the time, whatever trends were popping. Um, I would get my hands on it. So that's that's how I kind of embrace the name King Sold because um, I pretty much sold everything I could get my hands on. Wow. You know what? When you As soon as you started talking about that, I completely forgot how long you have been in this game. You've been hustling and doing the crunching the numbers for a long time. I think that's proof. Yeah, I think that's proof of like you do something long enough and you become a master at it. Yeah, they say you got to put in your, you know, your 10,000 hours. I think I'm a little bit past that. But um, I've definitely put my time in. And um, yeah, it's definitely made me a professional at what I do. And now you guys are, you're involved in selling real estate. How did you transition or was it just a natural progression into that? So to be honest with you, um, I read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It was one of the first books I read cover to cover. And I understood that, you know, in order to build wealth in this life, you know, if I couldn't sing or rap or play basketball or play sports, if I wanted to attain a certain level of wealth, I understood that real estate played a part in that. Right. Your assets paying for your liabilities. Exactly. A hundred percent. So I I remember reading a quote that says like 90% of, millionaires became sold through real estate. 
So mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, I, I like my odds. And, you know, um, I don't like to gamble a lot. But, you know, when I see odds like that, 90%, I'm willing to take that that leap of faith. So I was selling cars for probably about a decade from from 15 to 25. And I was doing well for myself. I was able to build a business where I was making six figures a year. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel like I was doing a service to anybody, if that makes sense. Like I was providing a service or a product that people need because, yeah, you need cars to get from A to B. But, you know, at the end of the day, I knew when I sold somebody something, it was a depreciating asset. I know mm. that as soon as it transferred hands and I gave them those keys, that wasn't going to help them build generational wealth for their kids. That wasn't going to help them, you know, have you know, a, a savings, you know, when if COVID were to hit or something along those lines. And then, right. the yeah, you know, I gave somebody some fly rides and, you know, maybe they, you know, picked up some girls or, you know, they had fun with them. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I knew it wasn't really changing anyone's life. Right. And I wanted to um, really do something impactful. You know what I mean? So I kind of switched gears a little bit. And uh, now selling real estate, you know, I've been able to help hundreds of families kind of build that generational wealth, build a strong foundation so they can have something to kind of build upon. So I kind of wanted to flip the script, you know, from selling depreciating assets to appreciating Mm. assets. You seem to be very intentional about you know, making that decision, you know what I mean? Like you didn't want to be just doing something for something fake. You rather be doing something that had value and meaning. And I think there's something to be said about like, when you do something that makes you feel good, that you see is actually contributing, it's easier to do. But if you're just doing like mundane work, it's a lot more effort because you have to be mentally prepared to do that. You know, you have to be able to do that. 100%. 100%. Like, I don't feel like I'm even doing work, to be honest with you, because this is what I enjoy to do. You know what I mean? This is what I enjoy doing in my spare time growing up. I would watch, you know, flip this house on HGTV and, you know, yeah. selling Sunset and Million Dollar Listing. Like, these are things that actually interest me, you know? So now that I'm actually in this field and not only selling real estate, but I'm also a developer now, too, and I'm building real estate, um, it's just been so much of a shift, right? So I've been able to see people like in lives transformed uh, pretty much right before my eyes. You know what I mean? And I always knew that I wanted to do something that, you know, outlives me, you know, at the end of the day, cars at the end of the day, they're going to end up in a junkyard. Right. But I want, when I leave this earth, um, I have a legacy. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be that guy that, you know, sold people cars. I want to be that guy that helped transform lives Mm -hmm. and help, you know, level people up and take people to a different dimension. You, you, you talked about, you know, um, betting on yourself, you know, kind of like that Fred Van Vliet thing for the Toronto Raptors. You know, you saw, you calculated the risk. You said, you know what, I want to dive in deeper into this and get into, get help people, you know, get into appreciating assets versus depreciating assets. Sure. Um, real estate is so powerful. I myself is, I'm trying to get into real estate. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to do. Pardon? I said, holler at me, bro. You got my number. I got you. <laughs> yeah, there is. sold. I got you, bro. Holler at me. Facts. Big facts. All the links will be in the description. Not every 28 years old. You're 28, right? I'm 27. 27. Not every 27-year-old um, has the, I don't want to say money, but I'm going to say leverage. 
that you mm-hmm. have because money is just leverage. You leverage it for something else. You can 100%. turn capital gains on one investment into real estate, turn real estate into something else. Like it's just leverage. So what advice would you give to young people? Cause this podcast is all about young entrepreneurs who are looking to find a way to get more out of life. That's not just about chasing, but how mm-hmm. can you get people who are, Starting out, who are young, maybe your age, 25 years old, they just finished, you know, getting a degree or whatever. How do I find leverage? How do I build leverage? Well, that's um, great. And I love what your podcast stands for. It's very similar to what mine does. And uh, my podcast, Millennials to Millionaires, is the exact same thing. Yeah. We're helping you guys got, got to subscribe. It's very fire. I've, I've listened to a few. I appreciate it, bro. But it, that's exactly what my podcast is all about helping millennials understand how to get to millions, you know, without going the traditional route of, you know, I play sports or I'm a rapper or I'm a singer, I'm in the entertainment industry, like practical steps to do that. So I would tell anybody that's listening to this, that wants to level their life up, you know, first of all, figure out what you're passionate about, right? Figure out what your passion is and then connect that to your purpose, right? So once you connect your passion and your purpose, um, like I said, it's not work. When I wake up every morning, I used to drive a truck, you know, before I started my car dealership, I drove a truck for my uncle's business seven days a week. I was waking up four o'clock in the morning and I would dread waking up. It was like when my alarm clock went off, it was the worst thing. You know, you hit that snooze button over and over and you know, you never want to get out of bed because it's, it's not something you're passionate about doing, right? It's almost like a chore. It's like, you're dreading to get yourself up. But now when I'm waking up four or five o'clock in the morning, I'm excited to attack my day. I'm excited to accomplish my goals and turn my dreams into a reality, right? So I would tell any young person that's listening to this right now is don't wait for anybody. Bet on yourself. You know, take that, take those leaps of faith and don't follow the crowd. If, if 99 people are going this way and they're going to the club and they're going party and they're going on vacation. I took my first vacation last year in my entire life. I never went anywhere because I didn't feel like I deserved a vacation. I'm like, you know, I'm not taking a vacation until I made my first million, right? Because I feel like my mom is still working. You know, she's still, you know, in the position that she's in. What am I doing kicking my feet up? You know what I mean? I have, I have work to do. You know what I mean? So I would say, take those, make the sacrifices now, right? Because if you don't make the sacrifices now, you're going to end up making the sacrifices later and it's going to be a lot more. You know, they say that discipline weighs ounces, but regret weighs tons. So I would say, have that discipline to go about your life now. Be intentional about every day. Don't waste any day because you're you're never going to get any day back. And do your best to accomplish something every day. If, you know, if you want to, you know, mow lawns, you know what I mean? Don't let one day go by where you're not doing that, right? So a lot of people say, you know, it's about discipline as well. And I was, I was watching this um, podcast yesterday and he's like, you know, I don't like the word discipline. I like the word lifestyle because when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth, that's not discipline. That's a part of your lifestyle. You wake up every day, you brush your teeth, you take a shower. That's a part of your lifestyle. So if you're an entrepreneur every day, you should be making money. You know what I mean? That should be a part of your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is to impact people, you should be impacting people every single day. There shouldn't be a day that goes by that you're not intentional about your purpose. Yeah. You know what? 
Gary V. I'm, I'm sure you know who that is. Oh, uh, that's my boy, man. I, I met him. He actually did a Realtor Quest um, Summit, and uh, me and him had yeah. a good conversation. <laughs> he always he is like up here 24 7 i'm like bro like do you ever crash like do you drink red bulls and coffees all day but yeah no that's that's my guy yeah D- gary v he talks about how the greatest asset young people have is time 100 you're you're 35 you're 40 you're only halfway there bro yeah real talk get up find out what the passion is do as many things so you realize what you don't like so you can figure out what you do like and get to work. It's it's yeah. it is as simple as once you realize the way the system works, you can now just input the metrics. So if you understand, listen, if I give myself this much time to, and I get this much this many results, okay. Well, can I give myself double the amount of time to get double the amount of results? It's the same principle. You just input your numbers and the correlating value will present itself. And the harder you work or the more discipline or lifestyle that you have, the better it will be. You mentioned something just now talking about you didn't take a vacation. You know, your mom's still working. You didn't want to take a vacation until you made a million bucks. Um, and I know uh, money isn't everything. I know you know that too. Um, but being young, being black in this country we don't have the same opportunities. We don't have the same luxuries as other people might have. I'm not saying every other person has them and we don't, but there is something to be said as a young black man, there is a lot of legwork to do because you said you're not doing this just for yourself. You're doing this for your next generation, 100%. your kids, your kids, kids. 100%. And we don't have the luck. We don't have the luxury of the legacy of, you know, old money. So we got to create new money to become old money now. Talk about that a little bit for that mentality for young people. You know what? A lot of people, you know, they're, they're born into this, this world and they have different opportunities, different advantages, you know, and the whole point of life, in my opinion, is you got to You got to hustle for your last name, not for your first name. I'm not, I'm not hustling. So I could be in a Benz or a Beamer or a Lambo. Those, those things are great. And yeah, I have those things, but I'm hustling for my last name, for my generations to come, right? So because I didn't have that silver spoon, that actually gave me that hunger even more. You know what I mean? I moved over 36 times. I, I come from roaches and rats infested places. So I know I don't want to go back there. You know what I mean? And I know that I don't want my children or anybody that has my last name to experience the things that I've experienced. So to be honest with you, that is what fuels my hunger even more, more so than anything else, because I want to make sure that anyone that comes after me has the same privilege that, you know, some other people are born into with that silver spoon when they're 16, you know, 18, their parents like, you know, here's, here's the family property. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's paid off. You don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Because what if your children aren't as strong as you? What if they don't have the same gifts and skills and, and everything that you have, you know what I mean? You don't know what that's going to look like in the future. So it's like, you know, God has given me and blessed me with certain gifts and, 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 and skills. So my duty to him, because he blessed me with that is I have to maximize that to the highest possible level. 
Because uh, I don't, it, it's almost like I'm spitting in God's face. It's like he blessed me with these things. I'm not going to use it. You know what I mean? What's the point of you even giving it to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of, I, I refer to this as pass the baton. When you think about it, a lot of our parents have come from countries where opportunities were non-existent or opportunities were limited to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for myself personally, my both of my parents come from the poorest country on the planet, from Haiti. And, you, you know, my mom, I, I likened her to like Masai Ujiri or something like that, like the greatest GM ever. She moved the franchise. She brought us over to Canada for a greater opportunity, for a chance, not even to, for us to be millionaires or for us to, to have Mercedes Benz or for us to have our own businesses, but only with the chance that we might have some of these things that was enough for her to displace where she was and she did all that she could to bring us here and to give us a life here so i liken that to it's past the baton she did her part my dad did his part and now it's my job to do my part because i tell my kids all the time like it's a miracle, right? Like you're one generation away from living in the poorest country on the planet. And we, there, it's not just all fun and games. We also have responsibilities, not for me, but for my kids' kids in the exactly. sense of what are they going to remember that we did the same way that I remember what my mom did. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of weight in terms of like, no, no, it's not just about what I get. You know, I I get whatever little benefits, you know, my mom, it seems very small, move to a new country, but it's monumental when you don't have means and you don't have opportunity and you don't speak the language. Biggest leap of faith that anyone could make. Right. Because you don't know anybody there. Yeah, to start brand new. Like, I thought it, when I was leaving my job to start my own business, I thought that was hard. I can't even imagine leaving a country to start brand new. Like, that is, you know, that's called walking by faith, man. So, you know, hats off to your mom. Facts. And, and you know, like, to do that and to raise kids in a foreign country with foreign culture, all these different things, and you yourself are a foreigner, it, that is hard. We don't have, I don't have to do that. Even though I'm Haitian, I'm Haitian Canadian. I was born here and I have the luxury of understanding this culture and I can raise my kids understanding how to navigate the culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. So I always look at it as, okay, what am I doing now? What is my monumental game-changing thing that I'm doing that my kids 50 years from now, from now will be like, wow, you know what? I couldn't believe dad did that and that he took those risks because he saw the opportunity that we could have a better life than what we had before. Like, I just, I always look towards that and be like, no, I want to be like my parents who did that for me. I want to do that for my kids and level them up. And I love how, the way that you phrased it. You're not, you're not working and striving for your first name. It's all about your last name. And that's super powerful. Yeah, bro. That's what it's all about. Yeah. There's you, you also talked about um, real estate in terms of, you know, helping multiple families getting into real estate homes. Talk about, you know, getting your license 
and growing? Did you have a mentor that you used to like show you the ropes in real estate? Cause real estate is such a avenue that many people, like it's a broad avenue. Many people use sure. to develop um, capital. So let's yeah. talk about that in terms of what did you do to get started? Yeah, most definitely. So I went to, um, to rewind a little bit before real estate, I went to university for one year. I went to Carleton university to study business. And after that first year, I dropped out. I, f- I realized I was learning business from people that never even owned businesses before. And just this, the system itself wasn't the best for me in, in that term of working environment. I'm, I'm the type of person I like to get my, my hands dirty. I'm a practical person, so I got to do it and then I could learn it, right? You give me 10 textbooks and tell me to learn. I, I don't really learn that way, right? And I know a lot of people can relate to me, but um, listening to a lot of audiobooks, mentorship is key, right? Because what a mentor does for you is they help you get to your destination with as little detours as possible, right? You're always going to make mistakes in whatever you're doing. If you're not failing, you're not trying, right? So you are going to fail in whatever it is that you want to do. But the thing is, okay, how many times are you going to fail before you succeed? So yeah, getting into to real estate, I, um, I started doing my license and, you know, it took me... I would say a total of about six months of actively working to do my license, but I did drag out the process two years just because I was selling cars. I was hustling and I was, you know, life got in the way. You know what I mean? I had a relationship at the time and it was just like, there was a lot of things that were going on. So I did my two courses and then, um, they give you two years to do everything. I got a message, um, 60 days before the two years was up that says I had, 60 days to complete my last three courses, or I just pretty much wasted my money, right? So for those 60 days, I locked myself in my house. I never left. You know, I ordered Uber Eats, skipped the dishes, and I locked in, and I did one test every two weeks, and I got my license within like a few days to spare of that, you know, two-year mark expiring. And getting into the game, yeah, 100%. I had two mentors that, that helped me out. Uh, one of them, his name was Mark Richardson, and I joined his real estate team. He's very successful in the Brampton community where I live. Um, so I just wanted to kind of follow someone, take me under their wing. You know what I mean? They could show me some tricks of the trade. And he was able to do that. So I worked with him for about six months. Um, my first, you know, six months, I was able to sell, you know, three or four properties, you know, which for a, a brand new agent is is pretty good. You know what I mean? Hence, there's over 60,000 agents in Ontario. And, you know, it's over 85% of them don't do, like do zero to one deals every year. So there's only a small percent of agents that actually get Really? Yeah, there's only a small amount of agents that actually get busy in the industry. A lot of people have it. Maybe they do it part time or they just have the license just to have it. But from the people that actually practice full time and make six figures, it's and even seven figures, it's a very, very small number. So, um, yeah, I definitely wanted to follow someone and I wanted to see his habits, his traits. Um, I, I, I noticed like what his daily routine was, you know what I mean? He got up at, at five 30 in the morning and he spent, you know, a certain amount of time doing research on the MLS, which is pretty much the, re- the, the database for realtors. And, um, every day he would do that to kind of see any new listings that they got up. And his thing is like, listen, there's 60,000 people out there. I have to be working harder than those 60,000 people because 
I need to show to my clients that I'm going above and beyond, right? They're, I don't want to, I don't want to ever have to lose my clients, right? Because at the end of the day, acquiring a new client is, is a hundred times harder than just maintaining an existing one and even getting a referral from that existing one, right? So if you have a, a solid client base, you should never have to even get new customers because you're going to continue to get referrals and they're going to continue to use them to use you and use your services throughout their, throughout their life. Right. So yeah, I, I worked with him for six months and I always knew that my end goal would be development. Right. So in finding a mentor, you have to find someone that's doing what you want to do. Someone that's living the life that you want to live. Right. So, um, I ended up finding this man, his name was Shard McQueen and, um, multimillionaire, you know, he owns many development sites, uh, retirement homes, schools, like he owns quite a bit of real estate and um, he was developing um, some projects and his first project that he was developing um, in the Niagara region were some stacked condo townhomes. And um, it's funny because the reason I met him is I was getting my hair cut one day and someone's like, oh, like, you know, you should holler at this guy. Like he's, he's serious. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, like, Okay, no problem. I'll give him a call one day. You know what I mean? And that call actually changed my life because me working with him and, you know, he sent me that, that package. He's like, you know what? I see a little bit of fire in you. You know what I mean? I think that you could definitely sell, you know, 15 to 20 units for me. And I said, yeah, in my, in my, in my mind, I said, you know, 15 to 20 is, is not the number, right? But he sent me that package um, for the Niagara and in my first year in real estate, my first summer in real estate, I sold 112 properties for him. Wow. In the, in, a, in the span of three months. So that was the summer of 2019. So the Raptors, they got their ring. You know what I mean? I was in the lab seven days a week. I was pulling 14 to 16 hour days. I did over like 300 presentations. Out of those 300 people that I showed the project to, 112 of them purchased with me. And from that moment forward, um, it catapulted my career into the future. So that's, that's huge. Not everybody you speak to, you know, some people know a little bit about real estate and stuff like that, but not many people, you don't hear young black real estate professionals talking about, oh yeah, I'm also a developer. I'm in development as well. Um, this space doesn't seem very saturated. It seems like it's new for young, black, successful oh, for sure. uh, entrepreneurs. Oh, I'm the, I'm the only one here and I, and I love it. Yeah, you have you have the all of the market space to do what for you sure. see fit, right? So I, I think, you know, just, just, I'm just so impressed, you know, by the sense of vision, you know, like some things just happen and it was meant to be, um, God has that in your, in the cards for you and other things. It's like, man, look at that. You, you put two and two together, you call, you hustle, you work hard and you see the, the rewards from it. And, you know, like some people might just look and see, like go through your Instagram and they might just see like, oh, he drives a nice car. Oh, he has this blue blazer, all oh, this, this, that, and the other. And they're like, yo, I don't know. Yeah, 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 is it all cap or is it for real? And other people might see you, Daniel, and they'll see you. Huh, I wonder how hard he works to get those things. I wonder how hard he works, why he's always lifting something, why he's always, you know, talking with clients. You see him posting stuff about him being with his clients. I wonder how much, and I think those are the people who will benefit the most from 
um, your knowledge and the stuff that you do. Um, and I just, for young people, like I'm a business owner, we always look at how do we, how do I expand my business to the next venture? Um, as much as I love being a creative artist, as much as I love running my marketing agency, um, as an entrepreneur, it's like a drug. <laughs> I'm always looking at what's next. What can I leverage? You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to make money in my agency. It's profitable throughout this pandemic season. And I'm always looking, what can I leverage this into next? And for people, Daniel, that only have a certain amount of money and they're looking for investment or they're looking for opportunities, what would you say to people like that that maybe are younger? Maybe they got like, maybe I only got $5,000 that I've saved up. I can't buy a house, but what should I do? Do I, do I find a developer and give them the 5000 Like, what should people do? Tell people. Very simple. Buy pre-construction. Right now, I own over 10 pre-construction properties myself. And like I said, I'm a part of, you know, developing you now hundreds of condos now in the Niagara region. But pre-construction is the easiest way to get in the market. Um, when you're, especially when you're outside of the GTA, mm-hmm. buying a condo in Toronto is a million bucks. So, you know, as a millennial to do that, it's, it's virtually impossible. You have to start looking at markets that are, that are secondary markets right now. Niagara is one of them where you can get properties for two, $300,000. Another secondary market is Ottawa. Ottawa had the biggest percentage growth last year with over 20% of appreciation. Montreal is another one. Guelph is another one. So, so many people are caught and fixed up about, oh, I'm going to buy in Toronto because I work here. Listen, rent where you want to live and own somewhere else, right? So that $5,000 could be your deposit, right? And you have a flexible deposit structure. So maybe you're putting down $500 to $1,000 a month for two or three years until your property is ready. Yeah, it's going to require some sacrifice, but just to give you an example, people that bought um, that summer with me, they only put down, you know, $15,000 that summer. The next year, they had to put down another fifteen. Those properties are up 100000 already. So they've already made $100K. I've already made over 100 families $100,000. Wow. Just by taking a small leap of faith. That's a million dollars in leverage, by the way. 100%. You know what I mean? I've already done that just by people taking a small leap of faith. So people might think five, 10, 15 grand is not a lot of money. You know, there's other resources you can go. When, when I was getting my first property, I was, you know, understood the power of credit. My mom didn't have the best credit. She always told me, yep. Daniel, your credit is your name. Maintain good credit. So when I got my first credit, I got a $20,000 line of credit that I was able to use that money to also reinvest and get other properties as well. So keep your credit in pristine condition. You know, your credit is your name. You can't even rent a place nowadays if you don't have good credit, much less buy a place. So I would definitely say keep your credit in perfect condition. Make those sacrifices. Don't take that vacation. Don't go buy that Benz or Beamer or drop top because you see your friends in it. Stack your money, put it aside, and do some research on where are the best places to invest. Is it investing in NFTs? Is it investing in stocks or crypto or real estate? There's so many avenues that you can go. Um, But I would say do what's safe. You know what I mean? I do what I know. I don't dabble too much in stocks. And I know NFT is the newest big thing. I still don't even understand it. So I'm like, I can't invest any money into it (laughs) until I understand it. 
But, you know, real estate is safe. It's tangible. You can touch it. You can feel it. Whether the market's up or down, people always need a place to live. You know, at the end of the day, if the market's a little bit slow, no problem. I throw some tenants in my properties. I rent it out. If the market's up, I'm going to liquidate all my properties and cash out. So at the end of the day, I believe in real estate. That's where I would preach people to invest in. But um, you can definitely get started with 5, 10, 15 grand, 100%. You just got to know the right projects to invest in. Boom. There it is. Okay. We're going to wrap up soon. I want people to understand some of the things that we spoke about. There are some skills. I think we've, we've talked about this on the podcast a few times that are free skills, dedication, hard work, doing your due diligence. Those things are so key. And if you're listening to Daniel right now in your earbuds, on your speaker, in your car, I hope you're understanding that those skills can be transferred to you and whatever you're doing in your job, in your own business, in your side hustle, in your investment strategy. Take the time and research what exactly you're looking for and how you're going to make those changes in your life and then execute, execute, execute. Um, And I think what you said there is, you know, you really have to be mindful of the things that will distract you, right? You can get distracted by vacation, what your friend has, all these different things. And at the end of the day, you're going to be chasing instead of creating. And the More Life podcast, we are about creators who want to create. We're about entrepreneurs who are looking to, to, to build something. And if you're really interested in building something, I can tell you no further than to do a lot of the things that you heard in this podcast. I'm not talking about you have to buy a house, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about some of the skills that Daniel was talking about today and the mentality that Daniel brings. Um, that's huge in terms of longevity in any industry and longevity and satisfaction in your own personal life. These things are paramount for young people to learn because they don't teach this stuff in schools and there's no way for you to garner this type of mentorship uh, uh, you know, without knowing somebody first that you can then ask. So hopefully this podcast has been inspirational. You've been able to learn something. I know it's a little bit different Um, we're talking about real estate, but at the same time, the mentality is so key to any entrepreneur and anybody who's looking to make those type of changes. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Let us know where can we find you and let us also know where your other podcast is. Yeah. So you can check out my other podcast, Millennials to Millionaires. We're about to launch season two, um, but all of season one is on YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, all of the, all of the channels. Um, and I'm best found on Instagram at king.sold, K-I-N-G dot S-O-L-D. Um, that's the best place to reach out to me. DM me, shoot me a DM. Um, also on Facebook as well, but Instagram is where I spend the most of my time. So, you know, if you want to get a hold of me, shoot me a DM and I always reply. Boom. This has been the More Life Podcast. Peace out, y'all.